people. It was just fun, and they were kids too, right? That maybe is it. Some of them today are, are probably a little uh, different. I think some of them now that they've been uh, taken and cheated and so on, that's somewhere down the line, maybe they'd be a little different today, the very same people. Yeah, yeah. I remember interviewing Bill Haley, and he said that uh, all of the money he made off of his early recordings, like uh, Rock Around the Clock and that, he never realized because uh, the different scams that went on in that day, in those days, rather. And a lot of them ended up with no money, right? Exactly. So, how are you doing? I'm doing just great, but this is your day. And um, I wanted to uh, remind you of a little... Uh, I, I, I thought of some of the, the things. There were so many things that it's hard to find one that's being maybe the most memorable, but um, I think you'll remember for sure the day that um, we went to court in Duncan. Ha! Go ahead. I remember that. How can I forget it? Go ahead. It, 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 it sure brings back some memories to me, and looking back, I, I suppose that we kind of overreacted to the whole thing. We'd gone out and hired a hotshot criminal lawyer and everything. I know, I remember. On the ferry ride. I don't know about you, but I was scared to death. Yeah, and but we might as well tell them what the charge was. Uh, the alleged uh, charge, or the charge at that time was... Setting a riot, I believe. Yes, and also putting up posters announcing a dance. Well, that was true. You had to be 18 to dance yep. at that time. However, I do remember, I do remember very well this, uh, this ride over there, and I was, I was trying uh, on that trip over on the ferry to um, show no signs of concern, but I... At this point, I'll be honest, I was scared to death, and I think you were a bit scared, too. Well, let's put it this way. We had uh, a bunch of uh, Charmin along for the ride. I mean, yes, we all were. And, uh... Boyer, this is, this is the, the, um, the actual court case. It was, it was really funny that uh, he managed to convince the judge, I suppose, that your job was merely to jolly the crowd along, if you remember. <laughs> That's right. That's Got right. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, would, that was it. But it, that is a memorable moment, and I don't want to live too many of those. But that just kind of reflects and uh, mirrors that era when in Vancouver, and why, Les, you and I had to go out of uh, the Lower Mainland to throw dances with Richie Valens and, and uh, people like uh, Roy Orbison and, and uh, Robin Luke and all of those singers was because there was a bylaw. I think it's probably still sitting up there rotting, rotting in the uh, basement of City Hall. It says... Uh, no one under the age of 18 may, may uh, go to a public dance unless accompanied by an adult over the age of 21. That's what it read. I, I can never forget it. Exactly, and it was, uh, I think the law was designed to keep uh, youngsters out of um, Well, it was, no, it was also brought out during the war years when they had problems with the uh, servicemen coming to town. That's what it was. Less great memories of the past. I hope you're in good health and everything's fine with you up there in Kelowna. Well, congratulations again, uh, Red, and may you continue to jolly those audiences for another 30 years. Thank you very much. Les Vote. it's been a pleasure talking to you. I must talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, buddy. Les Vote. We, uh, we used to book a lot of acts into town. I'm going to do something here for the general manager of the station. He and I have got stories to tell. We'll get to that later. But right now, one of his favorite songs, and mine, the year 1962, the singer was Babs Tino for Tom Peacock, this... It's five 
1136, you're with WX 1130. This is Red Robinson. We're celebrating 30 years of music. That goes back to 1962 with a lady called Babs Tino, who was the studio singer at the time for Burt Bacharach and Hal David's compositions. Later became Dionne Warwick. Whatever happened to Babs Tino, don't ask me. It's 536, whatever happened to J. Paul McConnell in Red doing the morning show. Uh, one graduated, and I hear the other one's retiring. Uh, that's right, from uh, the old regular grind. I called to, uh, I, I had a long list of nice things to say about you, Red, but I can't find it now, so I... I, I oh, you have not changed, J. Paul. Thank God you didn't let me down. Well, there was, uh, thank you a lot for the long time that we worked together, and thank you a lot for the long time since then. Yeah. It has been a little while now, and... We had some good times, because, you know, when, when you do an early morning show, you'll agree with me on this, I think. That uh, you need all the support just to keep your eyes open, you know. That's true. That's true. Phil Reimer and I were just sitting here, as a matter of fact, uh, discussing the fact that if you had played the music every day that you played today, you could probably go for another 30 years. Oh, I love this old music. And Tom Peacock was kind enough, Jay Paul, to uh, allow me for the past seven weeks to uh, kind of, you know, relive that period on the air. I've had a great time doing it. How many times did he want you to play Snowbird? Oh, uh, he didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the CanCon, you mean? Oh, they came in with a little counter every day, you know. What are you up to? I know you. Yeah, I hear you all the time. Uh, see you all the time. I'm at work, Rhett. You're at work. You're going to work tonight. Yeah, I'm at work. It never changes in this business, does it? Oh, and I hope that uh, it changes good for you if you enjoy this uh, retirement. I don't think you should do this, though, you know. Well, who knows what evil lurks. I mean, who knows what's around the corner. One thing I was going to say to you, uh, while I've got you on the air here, what was your opinion of, uh, of the end of the Lions for 1984? Awful. Badly outplayed. I think they were outcoached, and uh, I think Winnipeg was full value for the victory. They really outplayed them. Boy, I saw you talking to uh, Cal Murphy uh, on the tube there last night, and uh, I know that I said to Carol, I said, uh, they go back a long way. They're old friends, and uh, it was nice to see him happy. Even if we weren't happy here locally, Cal deserved that. Yeah, I think he did. He, uh, he was the better man on the day, that's for certain. No question. J.P., thank you for calling and uh, being part of this program. I appreciate it. Talk to you, sir. Nice to talk to you. Nice to you. J. Paul McCartney. We pause briefly for station identification. This is AM Stereo, WX 1130. Oh, yes, there's more to come. It's 538, The Killer. WX 11:30. That's Jerry Lee Lewis. It's 5:41. Woodward's is open today for your shopping convenience, and coincidentally, today is the first day of Woodward's Christmas gift sale. Okay, it's 5.42, and we carry on here this afternoon. Started out at 3 o'clock. We're going through until 7. Here's a man, Don Porter, who I met as the program manager of KGW Radio in Portland, Oregon in 1959. We've remained close friends for a long, long time. Don, is that you on the phone? Yes. You're not supposed to know that. I 
Well, they just kind of held a little note up to the window here in the control room and said, Don Porter's on the phone. How are you, Donald? Fine. How are you? I'm having a good time. Well, you've done a good job for us down here, and I'm glad you went home. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, you gave us your wife, Carol, and your three children. That's true. That's very true. Oh. You m- remember those days at KGW when you first saw me there? I was out on the, I think the night I checked in in uh, Portland, Oregon, and gave you a call. I couldn't believe it. It was on a Saturday morning I called, and you said, well, look, you're on the air at 2 o'clock. That's right. I couldn't believe that. That was wild. That's back in 1959. You met Elvis down here. Yep. Again. And uh, we did uh, the Everly Brothers and Rick Nelson. We had, we had some good times in Portland, Oregon. You also did something else that was nice. You did your service while you were here. Yeah, that was a time when if you uh, lived as a resident alien in the United States, you had to uh, put in your time or run home across the border. And you're right, I, I went there, although earlier today I did say that was a traumatic experience. But you know what? Out of those uh, tough times, I think uh, it made a better man out of me. Well, you didn't have to do it. That's right. Says that you did it. You did it, and you did it without whining. No, and I met a lot of interesting guys down there, too, uh, in the Army. And uh, as you know... Uh, we're still good friends. I've had a couple of them on the air today, Don. How are you doing? Fine. You also went to a nice part of the country. Did you tell your friends that? What do you mean, uh, Oregon? When you were in the Army. Oh, yes. It wasn't tough duty to be at Carmel and Monterey in California. I didn't put that part in. Son <laughs> <laughs> of a gun. Oh, yeah. We're going to see you up here over the holidays? Yes, number one. Number two, I think Pierre Burton ought to come out of the Yukon and write a book about you and the history of Parksville. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. That would uh, be one of the worst sellers of all time. Well, number no. two, I think Alan Fotheringham should write a book about what you don't know about politics. That would uh, be a very, very, very thin book. And number three... Thick book, I meant. Since this is a Vancouver show, I think number three, Denny Boyd should take you to dinner and pay for it. That would be a heartbreaker for Denny. I'd, I'd love it. Well, I, I think this is what should happen. I think you should get a hold of Pierre Burton and tell him to forget about the Yukon just once. <laughs> We'd all like to tell him that. Donald, thank you, and thank you for good years that I enjoyed uh, in Portland, Oregon, working uh, uh, U.S. radio. And thank you for being a good friend. Okay, Red, just a moment. We got something for you. Okay. ...today myself. Now, Nancy and I are are very fond of Red Robinson. (laughs) You know, we count him right up there with friends like, well, James Watt, Jerry Falwell, and Alexander Haig. And you know, I knew Red when he lived in America, because he did. You see, back in February 1960, he joined the Oregon National Guard, and he went to Fort Ord. Now imagine the faith that we had in putting the defense of the United States into the hands of this man. Well, Red, I I just want to say that to you, 30 years may be a long time, but to me, well, it's just the blink of an eye. Now, Nancy and I wish you all the best, and uh, we hope that in your twilight years, you and the price cutter live happily ever after. Thank you very much. Oh, I don't know. How about that? Oh, Donald, that, that was lovely. I didn't expect to hear from, uh, from President uh, Ronald Reagan, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that act except to say, I, uh, thank you, I think. Well, Robert, uh, 
forget he was busy, as you can imagine. He just came back from Santa Barbara, and he did want to send his best to Carol, your wife, Jeff, your son, and Kelly and Sherry. Donald, thank you so much. And all, the only thing I miss is the jelly beans. Attention all motor insurance executives with sore throats. The makers of Bradisol medicated lozenges are shipping. You, you, yes you can do it. We want you, we want you to know. You know, everyone's got uh, someone in their corner that uh, says, go ahead and uh, do your thing. In my case, it was Alice. Mom, for you. One of your favorites was Sarah Vaughn at 549. Sarah Vaughn, one of the great, great ladies of song. It's 551, and we've got a couple more guests coming up here in one minute. Phil Esposito for Dynacharge. You know, when I played pro hockey, I never had much of a reputation for charging. But Woodward's Transonic Sound Center and Woodward's Sporting Goods Departments. Because don't you hate to lose? A good friend. We worked together at uh, CJOR in a period of the early 1970s. Now retired, Don Wall. Uh, I first uh, heard of Red when I uh, worked in Montreal during the late 50s and 60s. So when I moved to Vancouver in 1970 to work at CGR, I was frankly looking forward to meeting him. And I wasn't disappointed. For he was every bit as talented as I had heard he was. And on top of that, one of the very truly decent people in the radio business. Although I must say, to be honest with you, he leaves a lot to be desired as a tennis player. And frankly, would rather talk than listen, which really isn't bad. But Red, uh, along with Neil Soper, are two of the most dedicated and knowledgeable radio people I've ever been associated with. And my sincere congratulations, Red, to you on the 30th anniversary. And happy days to you and Carol and Sherry, Kelly and Jeff. Here's looking at you, sweetheart, for another 30. <laughs> sweetheart, he never forgot that. Oh, yes, I was doing Teen Canteen 5484 for the past seven weeks. I've been doing it. One day I look up and who barged his way into the station and said, Hey, you know, this brings back some memories, so many memories that I couldn't resist coming in. Ed, Carl, and you're on the phone now. Ah, uh, gee, I just... I'm Sorry that they told you who was on the phone, because I was going to ask you, is this the voice of the uh, Gertrude the Morning Rooster? Oh. Would have known who that was. Oh, you've got such a good memory. <laughs> Ed, Ed, you were part of the uh, the Seafun Good Guys thing, and tell me now, you're with Johnston Terminals, you're an executive. How, how, how does it feel? I mean, do you still have fond memories of that period we all enjoyed? Fred, I can tell you that uh, in my lifetime, I think uh, the, the years we spent together, uh, particularly I think the years that we spent as a part of the good guys over at Seafon, were undoubtedly the highlight years of my life. I certainly will never forget them. And I was listening earlier to, uh, to Al Jordan talking about how uh, he got you started. No question about that. I mean, 
Without Al, there, I wouldn't be sitting here 30 years later, you know. Well, I have to think back a little bit too, Red, because uh, it's almost 30 years ago that uh, some long, tall, skinny kid, kind of shy, uh, used to hang around uh, CKWX. And I was also listening to Al talking about uh, the fact that you put a lot of people to work. And I think that I was your very first employee. Uh... Gosh, I don't know. It could have been, you know. I've... I used to work for Red Robinson for a while, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but I had Neil Soper do that before you came along. No, I he... think that was after. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he used to go into the library and, and dig out the records, and this was the, the, the penalty he paid for getting in the business. And no, but you're right. It, uh, it, you were one of the first, and it goes back a long way. Do you remember the year? Oh, gosh, I don't. I, it must be about 59. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Were you ever part of the old... CKWX Teen Canteen High School Rep Club? Of course. Of course. And I've got photographs around. One day I'll show your kids and embarrass you. <laughs> I will. Ed, it's so nice of you to call. We've got a lot of, of people standing by. Just answer me one question, Ed Carl. Former disc jockey. Uh, what is your job? Are you general manager of Johnson Terminals now? Oh, I'm the uh, manager of corporate sales. Okay, manager of corporate sales. Tell me something. How did you go from radio to wrestling? Many of the uh, many talents that Robinson taught me was how to do television. I tuned that in, and there you are with Killer Banana, or whatever his name is, and he's throwing you over the rings, and I'm going, I wanted to do that years ago. <laughs> well, come on down one day. I'll put you on. <laughs> Ed, thank you for calling in. Thanks, Red. Have another 30. Good one. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Best wishes, best values from Sears. Here are two gift ideas that never miss. I think it's timely on the heels of that BCTV commercial to say, ladies and gentlemen, at uh, precisely 5.57. I remember Red as a pimply-faced youngster of 14 or 15. Uh, and one thing we have in common is we both started in broadcasting at exactly the same time. He used to hang around CJOR's <laughs> underground studio. And he was always a great kid. He had 50,000 youngsters who were his raving fans in those days. And, of course, uh, Red and I are both the experts on the Beatles. We were both at the Beatles press conference, and he led me around by the nose and taught me all I know about modern rock, which is absolutely nothing. At 30 years, and he's going to half quit. Goodness gracious me, it's time I quit, too. But then again, I'm much younger. Best of luck, Red, in whatever you do. And if I had his money, I'd burn mine. I played that for Jack Webster. He knows a lot about rock and roll. I want to thank Jack uh, for uh, coming on the program. And uh, he was around. I remember Vic Waters, Al Jordan, Monty McFarlane, and Jack Webster saying, George! George Chandler! He was the manager of the station at the time. The kid makes 15 bucks a week, and he's got 52% of the audience. We'll be back with more between now and 7 o'clock. Thank you. Good evening. It's 6 o'clock. 
11 degrees and cloudy. I'm Robert Linden, WX 1130 News. Well, it took some fancy maneuvering and a space chase over a million miles, but the crew of the space shuttle Discovery made it look easy. Showers tomorrow morning with highs near 7. In downtown Vancouver, it's 11 degrees Celsius, 52 Fahrenheit. I'm Robert Linden, WX 1130 News. Well, there was a movie called The Final Countdown. And everybody is saying, you know, you're going into retirement. I'm celebrating 30 years in this business. I love radio. We'll do something. And I want to square that away. That all we're doing is uh, saying goodbye to Monday through Friday radio. Hope you stay with us, folks. We've had a good time here so far with Don Porter, good friend, Pat O'Day, uh, Jack Webster, Vic Waters, Al Jordan. And the list goes on of all the people that have phoned in. Jack Cullen, uh, Les Vogt. There's more to come. I understand. I must explain to you that uh, this isn't something I lined up. Neil Sober and friends and the guys here at WX 1130, Tom Peacock, the general manager, Mike Murphy, and everybody have uh, arranged for all of this. Put me into the control room and say, answer the phones. Once in a while, they, they warn me who's going to come up, and I have no idea between now and seven. But stay with us, won't you? Earlier in the program, between 3 and 3.30... From Los Angeles, California, we had Del Shannon. Here's one of his great hits. I want to thank Del Shannon for calling in. Who can forget Runaway 61? Shannon with Runaway from 1961. It's 6.08. We're celebrating 30 years in the radio business and on the telephone with me. I don't know who it is. Hello? Hello. I'm going to make you guess. How are you tonight? Oh, it's... I know. This is Grace McCarthy and... Uh, wonderful afternoon you've had. You brought everybody back with all kinds of memories. That's great. Oh, we've had a wonderful time. You're my favorite redhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, another redhead can say that. Oh, another redhead can do that. <laughs> Well, I saw you on television the other night there, and it was exciting seeing the uh, ALRT, and I just thought back years and years ago, we didn't have anything like this, and how far we've come. We have. That 30 years has brought lots of great accomplishments in this area, hasn't it? But I want to say that, um, you know, I just can't believe radio without your voice, so all you're celebrating, I hope, is an anniversary. You're not going to leave us, I hope. No, the only thing I'm going to do is uh, leave regular Monday through Friday programming, and I will contribute to radio because I love it, and you know that. Well, you know radio wouldn't be the same without you. And, you know, one of the remarks that was made this afternoon when I was uh, driving around and listening, somebody said um, about what a great uh, contribution you've made to radio and what you have done for so many people in the business. But I want to to just say to your listeners that you've just been a great citizen and uh, a really terrific, loyal citizen of British Columbia and Canada. And I want to pay tribute to that, Red, today because I really mean it. You're, just as Don Wall said a few minutes ago, uh, you're one of the really decent people in the business and, uh, and we've got some good people in the business, but I, I just think you're outstanding in that regard. So congratulations to you. And may your next 30 years be as successful as the last, because we're all very proud of what you've accomplished. That means a lot to me, and thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Grace McCarthy. The Honorable Grace McCarthy at 610 
And you're with AM Stereo, WX 1130. Here's the guy that I competed against <laughs> for a lot of years when he was here in Vancouver on CKLG, Roy Hennessy. Hey, this is great, Red, especially being able to honor you and, and celebrate 30 years of, of great radio uh, on Remembrance Day. It, it seems kind of, of symbolic. And I really owe you, uh, I guess, as much as anybody else uh, in my life, a great deal for, uh, for what's happened to me. It, it really started back when I was in junior high school in Delta, Ladner, and came down to do a, do a record hop. It was a night that the, the guys from Steveson came over and tore the doors off the gym, beat a few of the older guys up. I hid under the stage, but I did manage to get an autographed picture of, of you and Elvis and Bill Haley. And that was the thing that really got me started on radio. Then there was hanging around WX and watching you spin the hits and talk to the girls. And Again, I got the scraps. And uh, I got to go get coffee for you. And then you, you went across the street to uh, that other station. And there I could even go to the corner store and buy a side order of chips for you and Coke. I mean, it was, I was really moving into the big time. And you were very patient. You let me file records for you. And uh, it, was, it really got me launched right on a great career. Uh, I remember one night you sat with me all night to cut an audition tape when I decided I really wanted to try to get a job. I sent it out to... Uh, nine stations around bc i got seven letters back telling me that i should do things like sell insurance get a job in a bank or just for the sake of humanity keep my mouth shut but uh, one of them did work and it started and uh, i guess the rest is history and thanks to your efforts i'm now living in winnipeg and i'll get you <laughs> thank you i think roy no roy hennessy a great talent and he is uh, now managing uh, cky which is the flagship station for the Moffat chain in Winnipeg. It's 6-12. We have Rick Uppel. Thanks very much. Time now for the 11th and final race of the holiday afternoon, a field of eight racing for reclaiming price and three. I'm Rick Uppel. That's the 11th race from Cloverdale Raceway. Thank you, Rick. And uh, it's uh, 6-13 right now. This is the grandpappy of rock and roll. Is he ever a great performer? I can say that uh, with some justification. Went down to Tacoma in the summer and saw this man perform. Chuck Berry. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. Any old way you choose it. Got a backbeat, you can't lose it. Any old time you use it. Gotta be rock and roll music. If you want to dance with me. Gotta be rock and roll music. And boy, he's done a lot for music way back in the mid-50s right up till today. And like I was saying, I went down with Carol and uh, Dr. Sport to Tacoma uh, to take in a Richard Nader show. Richard Nader's the man that believes in, in rock and roll and the music and our heritage. And uh, they put a show on in Tacoma at the uh, Wooden Dome, the Tacoma Dome. And there was Bobby V and uh, the Shirelles, the Coasters, Jerry Lee Lewis, and of course Chuck Berry. Richard Nader. Hi, Red. This is Richard Nader in New York. As you know, I'm the guy who produces the Rock and Roll Revival Spectacular concerts and have for 15 years across the country. I just want to tell you from all of us on the show, whether it's Chuck Berry or Jerry Lee Lewis or Bobby V, Fabian, and all the people that I know you know, we just want to congratulate you on your 30 years, I don't believe it, 30 years on radio in Vancouver. And when we think of rock and roll in Vancouver, we think of you. 
We hope you're not away from us too long and come back on the air as often as uh, you can. Have a good time, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you, Richard. Richard Nader there at 17 minutes after 6 o'clock. And uh, I'm going to punch up a button here. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll say hello. Hello. Big Red. Who is this? This is Buddy Knox, man. Hey, all I want is a party doll. How you doing? Sir, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I haven't talked to you for quite some time. How's, how's it going? It's been a while, man. You remember those good old days? We were talking about them earlier. I had Del Shannon on the air, Fabian. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of uh, fine performers. But it, it was a different time, Buddy. Aren't you glad that uh, we were all able to share those experiences? Well, I'll tell you, the 50s uh, and the early 60s, there, there was just nothing else like them. No time that I've ever lived anyway that was like it, and it, you know, it set the whole pace for my life. And the main reason I'm calling in is I heard you're uh, dropping off the air after 30 years, man. I'm really sorry to hear that, and I'll tell you why. Because back in those days, when me and my crew were just starting out the rhythm markets along with Buddy Holly and... Uh, uh, the Everleys? Big Bopper, all those guys, Eddie Cochran, Gene Vincent, Blue Caps, uh, you were the one spent our records and helped us get, you know, where we were in those days and uh, made us hits all up and down the whole West Coast. I mean, boy, from California plumb up all the way into Whitehorse, even into Alaska. And it spread across Canada. So I got to say thank you, Red, for the last 30 years for helping me feed my kids and helping me put my kids through school. And uh, I can't thank you enough for that. So you have uh, one hell of a happy 30 more years, will you? I love that Texas accent. You know, you've never lost that. You've never lost that charm. And uh, you're still one of the great guys in this business. Buddy, I want to thank you, wherever you are, for taking time to call and be part of this. Because, with, as you know, you, you, you said that disc jockeys were the guys. I, I swear that you, without you and uh, people like you, it wouldn't have been as much fun. It really was something that I'm glad I was part of, and I'm glad I know that you're glad you're part of. Well, we're glad you were part of it, too, and we were all a team. You know that. You know it. I mean, it took us both. <laughs> the thing about it is... is uh, I really envy you retiring, but I sure hate to see you go, man. Well, thank you. If you ever see Bowen, say hello to him for me. I'll be seeing him uh, in February, and I'll do that for sure. He's down at MCA Records in Nashville right now, and I'll be seeing him probably in February. Ever get home to Happy Texas? I'm heading down there in February. <laughs> I remembered. It was happy, wasn't it? Sure was. You got a heck of a memory, man. Well, sure, and Glenn came. Glenn Campbell came from Delight, Arkansas. How can I forget those names? Sure did. Well, they're pretty hard names <laughs> to forget now. <laughs> but, buddy, we must talk soon and get an oldie show going here. Listen, you take good care of yourself, and happy 30th, man. Okay, pal. Thank you. Nice retirement, Red. Take care of yourself. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Buddy Knox, hits like Hula Love and Party Doll, and the uh, program director that used to be at this station, John Ansel, who had... Really, a lot on your hands when I came over here in 1957, John? Right. Right. <laughs> Red, I've been sitting uh, listening to the show for quite some time this afternoon, and uh, a lot of memories associated with the years and uh, 30 years. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I can't, I can't believe it. I'm coming up to here, and uh, I, I thought that I'd been in the business at least 20 before you came along. However, uh, I, I do want to say congratulations. Um, all of us and uh, all of the various names that have been coming up this afternoon, my God, uh, it, it, it's very difficult for me to relate to all of these people and, and know it, but I think there's just probably one thing I'd like to say at this point in time, and that is, can you think of two more unlikely people to be associated with rock and roll than Ed Sullivan and John Ansel? Ha! I'm going to second that because I remember that you, know, you couldn't uh, really relate to all of what was going on. Uh, but uh, after a while, you got right into it with the rest of us. That's right. It was it was one of those things, Red. I think that probably Sullivan and myself were two of the the people that had to be convinced that this thing called rock and roll was going to you know sweep the country. 
And in 19, uh, I guess, 56, 57, 58, through those three years when I really started to get involved in it and uh, started to realize what it really meant, I wondered what on earth was happening. And let, let's face it, that we were pretty staid. The, the, the crew that we had around the WX in those days, uh, people like Cal George and Bob McGavin, Norris McLean, you know, we were all pretty, uh, um, I, I think stayed was perhaps the best expression I could use, Red. It's one that you probably wouldn't even remember, you know, an uh, expression you would never have used in those days. Oh, but I do, I do remember. And uh, the, thing, the thing is that uh, we went, when we went to 50,000 watts here, and they could hear us all the way to Wake Island in the Pacific and all the way up to Alaska, and uh, I had my opportunity to play the music I believed in, uh, WX was the vehicle that made all of that possible. Yes, and if you'll recall, when we went to the 50,000 watts, it was the late, um, uh, the great watchman, if you will, that tagged us as the 50,000 watt jukebox. I loved it. And, and that could only be because of what Red Robinson was doing. And, you know, it, it, it was great to, to hear the comments coming from people like Don Wall and uh, these other people, Jack Webster, uh, even Grace McCarthy. I, I, I always refer to Grace as my second most uh, favorite grandmother. Uh, Daphne, my, of course, my wife, is <laughs> my favorite grandmother. And, uh, I, you know, I just hear all of these people saying all of the nice things about you, Red, and... and uh, I also happened to catch, while I was listening to the show, the uh, Channel 13 tribute to you today. Uh, it was on this afternoon, and, and to see, uh, you know, those, those... those The footage. The footage of, of, of your family arriving, WX, and the red carpet being rolled out, just brought back just unbelievable nostalgia to me of the promotion piece we did when you arrived, with uh, also with the red coats and everybody standing there greeting you. Oh, I remember. I still have that. I, you know, I never throw anything out. Well, I also have one other thing that sits on my desk as a reminder of those years. What's that? I wonder how many other people are, that are listening today or, you know, or the old members of your, your teen canteen. I have a teen canteen button. Oh, I've got one, too. Uh, Del Miller, good friend, owned Miller's Jewelers. They were cleaning out one of the stores, and they found a bunch of them, and I've got one. They're really some. Well, this is one of the originals that uh, was given to me by you, as a matter of fact, when you sneaked into my office one day and you wanted something, and you said, I got something for you. And then I don't remember what it was I had to give in return, but... <laughs> a raise. I think it was a raise at that time. <laughs> it probably was. But, Red, believe me, from uh, Daphne, from myself, and to all your family and everyone... And uh, to the entire uh, broadcast community, you, you, you contribute such a great amount. We thank you most sincerely. It's been 30 good years. I, 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 I just want to say congratulations. Red Robinson is not going to quit. Red Robinson is going to keep on going. That's right. Sure that it's, if it's not going to be in uh, just the advertising agency field, you're going to be involved in entertainment of some sort, and probably you will introduce the new music of tomorrow. Thank you very much, John. All the best, Red. Thank you for your call. And he's right there. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to buy out Bruce Allen. Bruce, come on over here. Nice to have you here. Bruce Allen, just pop that thing up there. You know all about microphones. Yep. Uh, Bruce, Bruce and I have crossed paths many times. One time in what I call the selling of BTO. And uh, that, that came off in a great group at a great time. And another time is here now. And uh, what we've discovered about each other, Bruce, is that we love old rock and roll. And that's what you do with your groups. And I like that. Right, Ray. The last time I was talking to you, in fact, you were talking about going down to Seattle to see uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, the big show that was down there. I guess the Nader show. 
And I got to admit that uh, at those hours I spent with you up at Burlak Robbins, up at the advertising, she was really good to talk to somebody who knows about the rock and roll business as long as I have. And I've got to say also that uh, you were probably the guy that got me into the rock and roll business. I was just with Jay McDougall, my girlfriend, today, and uh, I was going back some of my stuff. I actually have a teen canteen platter pack. You know, oh, no. You know, the, uh, yeah. the keep, keep the uh, 12 or 15 45s in it that I won years ago. And, I, I, and you know, it's, it's, it's Red Robinson that started me in the rock and roll business. We still appreciate the music of, of uh, Elvis uh, Presley, too. Those early days from about 54 through to about 1960. I mean, that's, that's right. great rock. I tried to play some here this afternoon. And, uh, Bruce, your endeavors are doing well uh, right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, Brian Adams is coming. I think this would probably be the year of Brian Adams. Yeah, I thought, you know, the, the thing with Brian Adams here that went on in town uh, with, all the, <laughs> with all the conifers and everything. You know, that's something I would have done years See, ago. See, Fred, you know, you, know, you, know what, Red, you know what, Red? They haven't learned anything, you know. First of all, and I can say this now that I'm on another station, but first of all, they let me give away the tickets at a lineup that, of course, was impossible to contain. Right. And then, of course, they let me give away rush seats, which means I had two lineups and they never did figure it out. But <laughs> I love that. I love you. You're one of the it, great It was the old days, Red, you know. It was a lot the, of fun. It was. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, we've recaptured a bit of it here. We've had uh, seven weeks where I've been playing the oldies every afternoon. And I think there's a place for that because I, I have a theory, Bruce, see if you believe this or not, but... I think the reason Trivial uh, Pursuit and Trivia Challenge and all the games that came out is our generation of people wanted to kind of reflect back, not to go back and live there, but to have some of that fun return. It's our generation, Red, and also another thing you've got to remember is there's is an artist like Bruce Springsteen. If you go and went to see Bruce Springsteen, you he's exactly the, the same what we brought up in the 50s. He's this exact same show. His video is exactly like that. It's the old Elvis Presley video. Uh, Bruce Springsteen relates to our age bracket, and that's why I think Springsteen's so big, and that is the essence of rock and roll. He is the boss. And Bruce, I want to thank you for coming down here today. Latrimo called earlier and said if he shows up, say hello. <laughs> okay, Fred. Nice thank to you. be here. Thanks. Okay, buddy. No, it's Red. That was Fred. I Let Duick's <laughs> service department winterize your car so you can drive through winter safely and comfortably. Bunn's Master Bakeries are located throughout Greater Vancouver and surrounding areas. Visit the store nearest you. You know, my son, Jeff, he, he said, Dad, you know, you're getting a little uh, outdated there. You know, your jukebox with the old 50s on it and everything. He said, come here, I want, to, I want you to see a video. And I went down there and I looked at it, and here's a guy with long hair. And there's a dad acting out a scene. He says, well, your room is a filthy mess or whatever the words are. What are you going to do with your life? And he says, I'm going to rock and roll. And uh, really, I said that back in 1954. And I said, he, Jeff said, well, you probably don't even enjoy that. I said, you kidding? I'm with you. And I am today. Anyway, we have another call. And again, I'll just punch it up here and see who it is. Hello there. Hello. Red? Yes, who is it? This is Stu Kehoe. Oh, Stu, you sound like you're way far off. Where are you? Red, I tell you what, I'm calling you from the Kingdome. Yeah. Downtown Seattle. I know that you're uh, a great football fan. I thought I had just had to call you on this year's 30th. And uh, I tell you, I know that you're, as I said, a great football fan. I know you're disappointed in yesterday's game. Well, I'm still crying. <laughs> Knowing you, Red, yes, you would be. And uh, I know you're such a great a great football and long baseball fan, but we, uh, I, had to, I had to call you from, uh, from the kingdom. We're down watching the game tonight. Well, do, listen now. Has the game started? Yes, it has. And uh, Give me the score. There's nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, that's it. Okay, root for the Seahawks because the Raiders are good, but I think this year the Seahawks are on a roll. Yes, I do. Uh, as I said, I'm, I mean, I know that you died a little bit yesterday with her own BC Lions, and I know that you're a good fan of and a good friend of Bobby Ackles and uh, everybody else connected with that BC Lions organization, which is a great organization. And I know you're very proud of them, as we all are in, in uh, Vancouver and especially British Columbia. And uh, let's hope that they uh, next year we uh, turn around and we go on. 
not only with the Lions, but how about the Canadians? Let's have a winner in this town. Have you looked around lately? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we talked to uh, Milwaukee today, and it uh, looks like we're going to get Tom Candiotti back, along with Andy Bean, and they uh, signed the, uh, the, the animal back with us, Brad Leslie from the Cardinals. So he'll be back with us this year, and we're looking forward to that. I know that, uh, you know, as I said, Red, though, Really, the reason and the purpose of my call tonight is just to, to thank you and, and, and all your fans and, and thank you for your great support of baseball in Vancouver and especially the Canadians. Uh, not only myself, the sports you've given me, but Jack Quinn and everyone else in our organization over the years. And we love you and uh, thank you, Red. It's really appreciated. And uh, I know that every time we've called on you, you've gone out of your way and thank you. Well, thank you, Stu, and listen, I got a bulletin for you. What's that, Red? I got a bulletin, and it is that while you were talking to me, somebody scored. Would you get back to the game? <laughs> okay, I will. See you later, Stu. Okay, yeah, somebody did. This winter, don't slip and slide away. Duick has all the popular brands of winter tires for safe driving. 86 Southeast Marine Drive. Oh, here is an old buddy right here, Dave McCormick. Well, hello, Red, you old redhead. This is Dave McCormick calling. See, we've passed crossed a lot of paths through the years. Never really worked together in these two stations together, but we sure followed each other and uh, the old sea fun days uh, when I went south and you came north and we kind of took over. Uh, I remember when you were Bob Robinson. You used to walk around CJOR with earphones on that weren't plugged in. Do you remember those days? That was before you even were on the air. You used to hang around Al Jordan in the old days. Boy, I really am old, aren't I? Uh, all the best to you on your 30th anniversary from the guy who taught you how to drive your car a long time ago. Dave McCormick, Big Daddy, all the best to you, Red, and for another happy 30 coming up. I better pause here because I was going to play after Dave spoke the fool with Sanford Clark. The following is brought to you by Coke. This time it's going to be Coke. And the full school board slate. This time it's going to be Coke. The foregoing announcement paid for by Coke. Well, you know, Big Daddy Dave, I was just kidding about playing the fool with Sanford Clark. Together, around me, buddy. Hold your glasses high. Goodbye. Who told my baby goodbye? Sanford Clark, with a guy called Lee Hazelwood, who arranged so many of the great rock things of the past, uh, even up to uh, singing along. And Lee Hazelwood couldn't sing, but he sang along with Nancy Sinatra, who couldn't sing. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I have on the phone one of my favorite people in this world, and I mean that. Jack Quinn, how are you? How are you? Oh, you're, you must be down in, uh, in St. Louis, because the phone line sounds funny. Well, I hope, I hope you can hear me. Uh, I am, I am down line, and I am in mid-America, but I'm delighted to wish you, uh, congratulations and happy anniversary. Well, thank you so much, Jack. And how's Connie and the kids? Kids are fine, but more importantly, everybody is well here. But, Red, I want to, I'm delighted to be part of, I know, the legion of listeners you've had over the years, and all of the entertainers, and all of the entertainment you yourself have provided everybody, and I'm glad to be able to say congratulations. Well, thank you, Jack. And how's the hockey club doing? I really want to know. Well, the hockey club, the hockey club is playing quite well. We're, we're in second place with 13 points, and spent a good part of the season, 84 
dog rat, and, and we tie it Boston against the Bruins in the garden last night in Boston and came away with one point. And people are very excited about the prospects of the Blues in 84 85. We could use you and that group up here, believe me. You've had your troubles agree with that. One last thing I wanted to say to you, Jack, because the connection's not good, that you should be proud of Kay, your daughter, who I've worked with for the past couple of years as a traffic girl. She has found a career, and she's very good at it. Well, she's very good, Red, and she, she has many, many times when we lived there, and many, many times since we've moved, talked about you, and I appreciate all of the things that you've given to Kay, and she loves to be a part of the WX team, and I know that during the two years or so that she's worked with you, that she's Thank you, Jack Quinn. Thanks, Jack. I wish the phone line had been better there. Jack Quinn, of course, was here as the uh, uh, GM of the Canadians, the baseball Canadians, for a long time. He's uh, now managing the uh, the St. Louis uh, Blues, the hockey club. It's 636, a buddy that's going to be working with me on Timmy's Telethon again this year, along with Sherry Lewis and uh, Barry Gibb. It's really going to be something. It's uh, December 1st and 2nd. Don't forget that. Pat Boone. Robinson comes Bob Bob Robinson along which is the closest I can come <laughs> red that's Pat Boone and <laughs> I figured you might recognize my voice because you sure have heard it enough you played my records for your whole radio career I happen to know that as a fact in fact I thought it was very good strategy on my part to hold off starting my recording career until you'd had a year's head start on me so you could get firmly established there and be my man <laughs> out there in radio land uh, and i know you played my first records i know i'm in your book i've done the timmy fund uh, for two coming on three years now i'll be looking forward to being with you again this year the timmy fund telethon and uh i know what a boon you are to all those folks up there, how much they love you deservedly. And uh, I just want to wish you a wonderful anniversary, 30th anniversary. I hate to admit that I've been around that long, but as long as you have and you look good and you're going strong, so is Donald Duck. He and I turned 50 this year in June. And so uh, we got those anniversaries and milestones together. Let's just all hang in there and keep going. Happy anniversary we'll see you in december yeah pat boone i'm looking forward to that nice man to work with he really is just as you see him it's 638 i don't know who's on the telephone here but i'll say hello hello there hello is this you red yes yes this is uh, ernie andrews <laughs> I, i've just started a radio station in guelph ontario and i wondered if you'd like to come and be the all-night man jim holt how are you? Hey, Red, how are you? <laughs> Jimmy and I worked with a manager called Ernie Andrews, who possibly was a very nice man, but as a radio station manager, he left a lot to, des uh, to be desired. Right, Jim? <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Well, I, we're on the radio. I don't want to go into the whole thing. Are we? Oh, dear. <laughs> 
But the guy... I made the big time of you. Not only was he a lousy manager, he had a lot of dandruff on his uh, lapels. <laughs> so you're packing it in, are you, big fella? This is it, kid. How come you haven't yet? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to retire. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I'll do... I'll do something. Jim. Now I'm too old to go on. <laughs> ah, well, there's a room waiting for you right next to mine at the home. Terrific. Listen, Red, uh, congratulations and uh, goodbye and good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. We had some good times together. Yeah, we did. Okay, pal. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Happy now. That's the way. Saving money's gonna make you happy today. This time is gonna be The foregoing announcement paid for by Cope. Bruce Allen and I were talking about one of the great talent. Really never got the recognition in rock and roll that he should have. He was an innovator in the studio, a fine guitarist, and a great singer. He had that edge on his voice. His name, Eddie Cochran. I remember this. Hope you do, too. I know Bruce does. It's November 12th. We're celebrating 30 years of rock. Oh, look at that. Here she comes. Hi, this is Dave Rowan here, announcing the fourth annual Olympic Christmas tree here at WX1130. Once again, we're putting up a big, beautiful, bushy tree in the lobby of the WX studios, and we're inviting you to trim it with your own imaginative handmade decorations. So come and see us for dinner or lunch anytime. Cloud 9, 42 stories above the Sheraton Landmark on Robson Street, downtown. I'm sorry that uh, we have not been able to get to all the telephone calls here uh, this afternoon. We've been having a, a furious and wonderful time. But here's a call from a man called Gord Steele from a company called Chili Buns Express. And he says he's not one of the biggies that I know. Who's a biggie? I know lots of people aren't biggies. But he certainly appreciates your work a lot. Says if he could have one wish... And this is kind of interesting. He would change radio to radio. I don't know what to say to that. Thank you very much, Gordon. It's uh, 644. Here's a man I worked with, with uh, for quite a few years and uh, retained a great friendship, Clark Gray. Hi, Red. This is Clark Gray. You know, you and I go back to the days down in the dungeon down at CJOR. Both Penny and I would uh, like to say, Red, that uh, we'll miss hearing you on the air every day. We've been honored to have you as a real special friend over the years, and uh, we want to wish you the very best of luck in the coming years. 30 years in the air, and you're still so young. Thank you very much. And uh, which one is it? This one here? I'm pushing buttons and dials. And may I ask who I have on this phone, please? Got the rabbi right there. Oh, Rabbi Weinberg, how are you? Very good, and yourself? I'm excellent. I'm having a wonderful time, and I've only got 15 minutes left of the show. Well, I'm only going to take two, because I've got to have the opportunity to say mazel tov to you. Good luck, which is the Hebrew word for good luck, because I heard about this thing, and I figured I've got to get on and tell everybody what kind of a mensch you are. You know what a mensch is? No. Well, a mensch is a Yiddish word that means the perfect guy, the guy who's all around and everything right. I know you may not agree with that, but as far as I'm concerned, and as far as Lubavitch, which is the organization that I'm the director of, You've helped us out over the last, what is it, seven or eight years? Yes, sir. And I must tell everybody on the air that I don't know where a good Anglican comes to help us like that. Are you an Anglican? That's correct. Well, I don't know, but I can say one thing. You've been a wonderful help. You've been a wonderful person. And I guess it's because you have that sense of decency to know where there's an organization doing something good. You're going to get in there and help them out. 
So, today is a special day for you, and it's a special opportunity for me to give you my blessings and my thanks. Wait, do you have time for a quick one? Sure. Oh, well, there was this little old lady laying on her deathbed, and she tells her children to bring all the rabbis. She's going to give them a donation, and she asks each one to pray. When she finishes with the rabbi, she says, call me the Catholic priest. And her son says, Mom, what's the matter with you? She says, call me the priest. She gives him a donation, and she says, Father, please pray for me. And he says, of course, my daughter. And he leaves, and her son says, my goodness, Mother, what are you doing? He says, who knows, maybe they are right. (laughs) Hey, that's good, Rabbi. I'll tell you what. Everybody's giving you their blessings. I might as well put my blessings in, too, and I hope your next 30 years are going to be happy and fruitful ones. And we should continue having a good relationship. And just like you've helped others, may God help you in everything. Rabbi, that means a lot to me. And if you hang in there for about another 20 minutes, I'm going to phone you and convert. Okay. (laughs) Having a fall special, so we'll take (laughs) I knew it. It's marked down, right? Rabbi, thank you so much, Rabbi Weinberg. Thank you for being with me. And uh, I've enjoyed doing it. And if I can help you in the future, you know, just phone. Thanks a lot. Take care, Red, and the best. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's uh, 647... And one of the CFUN good guys I haven't heard from today appeared suddenly. I believe it was the summer of 1967. I'm in Regina, Saskatchewan. My life is in existence of standing up in wheat fields, waving up and down, hoping that somebody would get me out of that town and to the West Coast. I really wanted to come home because I'd been born and raised in North Vancouver. I'm doing remotes for A&W on the prairies in a booth where it was so cold that the turntables would not play at any speed. They would just sit there and look at me going, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I really wanted to get out. I get this phone call from Red Robinson, and he says, how's the weather? And I said, I don't care about the weather. I don't want to talk about the weather. Did you phone me to talk about the weather? He said, no. Would you be interested in coming and working for CFUN? I said, I'll be there tomorrow. I packed my belongings, and I kissed Regina goodbye. That was, in fact, a turning point for me in my life. I went on to work for Red for about six to eight months, and then uh, the station stopped rocking, and of course, went all news or something. And uh, I, I must thank Red Robinson uh, every day of my life when I get up for where I am today. If he hadn't rescued me from Regina, I don't know, I could have gone back and been a Mountie again. Red, congratulations on the last 30. Can't wait to watch the next 30. Thank you, Terry David Mulligan. And uh, we've got 648. We've got about 11 minutes left. I'm going to push this button and say hello. I have no idea who it is. Hello. Hi, Red. This is Ken. Hi there, what Coach. How you doing? Hey, Coach, how are you? <laughs> good, good. You know, I had a lot of uh, fun working with you this year uh, with those kids up in Forest Hills. and uh, ne- Never mind that the kids ended up uh, be- being the champs up there. Wasn't it a lot of fun? It sure was, Red. And I just want to say how much I've appreciated my time together and appreciated your show tonight. Oh, we've had a good time. Yeah, we were sitting around in the living room on the floor. It just brings back old music, old days, old times. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to believe. You know, I guess uh, all of us at, uh, at my age look into the mirror and you say, well, things aren't any different. You feel good. Your health's with you. And you don't believe that 30 years have gone by. But then you look at your youngsters like, like your family, and I look at mine, and I go, yeah, the years have gone by. Well, Red, I just, a lot of the people probably who listen to your show know of this other aspect of your life. But, uh, but Red Robinson is one of the best coaches and somebody I'm very proud to know and work with. And uh, I'd just like to say on behalf of all of the kids, coaches and parents in Forest Hill, Capilano area, just uh, congratulations, Red. 
Thank you, Ken, and I uh, appreciate you calling. And we go back at it in the spring, right? That's right. You got it. Ken McLennan, thank you for calling. Yeah. Okay, see you then. Okay, buddy. And he's a good friend and a good neighbor. Today's electronic age has introduced a never-ending stream of battery-hungry products. And GE makes it. At GE, we bring good things to life. And I'm going to punch this up and wish you a belated happy birthday if it's who I... No, it isn't. When did you have your birthday there? Hello? Hello. Joe, when did you have your birthday? May the 7th. Oh, I was thinking of somebody else. You know who I was thinking it was on the phone? I'm a little confused and don't mind me. Joe, the bus driver, we spent quite a few uh, interesting years together on the morning show. I think it was fun. You used to have the little weather house, and uh, Tom Peacock uh, uh, featured you before I came along, and I carried on with it. How are, you, how are you holding up? How's health and everything? Oh, pretty good, yeah. I just come back from five weeks in Ontario. Well, you had a good trip there? Oh, beautiful. Just like summer. Well, it's kind of funny uh, packing it up here, Joe. You're part of uh, the 12 and a half years that I did the morning show here, and we had some good times together. Right. There were wonderful days, and uh, it was a wonderful experience for me, and I've gained an awful lot of wonderful friends. Yeah, radio does that to you. I've noticed that over the years, all the good friends that are around here today. Right. Joe, could you hold on a minute? Right. Just a sec. We'll be back with Joe. And uh, we used to do that every morning. And Tom Peacock uh, and before him, John Barton started uh, that particular tradition here at WX 1130. Oh, where has all of this time gone? I don't mean the 30 years, I mean the four hours. We're just about running out of time. Here's the man I was thinking about who just had... His birthday uh, in the 80s, I think 85, Ivan Ackery. We called him for years, Tom, Little Orpheum Ackery. Okay, and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, on the stage of Canada's most beautiful theater. The king of rock and roll, Red Robinson. Get on there, Red boy, and knock him dead. Boy, I can't tell you, that was in the 50. In the late 50s, um, oh boy, what a guy he was. We had so many great big shows on there of rock and roll that every theater manager, I think, across Canada was kind of mad at me because I was promoting these matinees. And I remember him so well because then were the Elvis Presley days. We had an Elvis Presley contest on the stage. And the Battle of the Bands, oh boy, I'm telling you, that Red Robinson was really someone. And you know what? Gee whiz, a famous player should give me a real big bonus. It never cost me anything. <laughs> and you couldn't get in there. Lineups and the people were running away because they couldn't get in. And I'm telling you, that Red Robinson, where's going? I don't know where he's going. But you should never go away because I'm telling you, he was the king of rock and roll. And God I tell you, I don't, can't tell you my age, but what in the heck are you going to do? <laughs> I was 85 last week. But I should never forget Red Robinson. Thank you very, very, very much. Ivan Ackery, 85. That was, that was it, 85 years of age. He wrote a book called 50 Years on Theater Row, and on the uh, inside of it, he, he autographed it to me. You know what it said? Have a daiquiri with Ackery. I know why he's still kicking. He's going strong. The guy's pickled. He's a good friend. Peter Alpin is another good friend and a guy that uh, really loved rock and roll and uh, a voice from my past here. Hi, Red. 
this is Peter Alpin of Target Media. Well, 30 years in the broadcasting business. Congratulations. I remember it was 19 years ago you gave me my start. You and I worked together at Seafun on, uh, on West 4th, and then we moved over to uh, the Rock House on Burrard, where you are right now. You ran an afternoon show, and I did the uh, Peter Alpin legendary sock hop and malt party. But I tell you, I want to take you back, Red, to about 1965. I was doing the all-nighter at, at Fun, and you were doing the morning show, and I think Carol and you had just uh, been blessed with a baby daughter. And at about 5.30 in the morning, I gave a time check, and I came on, and I said something uh, like this. It's 5 a.m., and all is well. I've worked my shift, and feeling swell. The call to Red was right on time. He'll be here soon, and I'll bet a dime. But wait, I gamble money here. And this may prove much, much too dear. Red's daughter, for her food won't wait, and being up so much could make him late. Well, 15 minutes hence, we'll know for sure. The Baron's sleep was good, I know. If he is on time, we'll all be happy, for then his show will be bright and snappy. However, if he's late, and 6.05, no sign of Red, I'll have to go live. I'll lose my bet. Perhaps the trouble in the park has kept Red in bed. Well, Red, we did that, as I say, about 19 years ago, around 5.15 in the morning. We had fun, and I just want to say right now the very best to you in your future years. It was fun working with you. All the best, Red. Thank you, Target Media. No, Peter Alpin. Thank you, Peter. Uh, one last call here, and uh, do you remember, Bernie Holsworth, when we started doing the morning show together? Hello? Hello there, Red. Yeah, you're there. Do you remember those early mornings? I was just thinking about them now. How does it feel not to have to get up at that ungodly hour anymore? It starts with a W. It's called Wonderful. <laughs> remember all the times you used to come to work with two different colored shoes on. Do you remember that? Oh, boy, have you got a memory. Some of it, it I wish you didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I know. Anyway, traffic is still moving beautifully over the patella and, the, and all of that stuff. And I wish you the very, very best. We're really going to miss you. Well, I missed you when you left here. And look, let's get together. We'll do it, for sure. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye-bye. Bernie, uh, of course, did traffic and did it so well. And such a terrific lady. We're just about ready to, uh, to wrap it up here. I didn't know what to find. And I thought, thanks to Tom Peacock and Mike Murphy and Neil Soper and all my good friends that have come down here today, uh, I wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. And I, I found a Kenny Rogers record, but uh, Tom, you... You wanted to add something. What, are we going to go overtime, I guess? Eh? Well, sure we are. <laughs> See, right away, the manager, you know, the manager hat's on. <laughs> no, Red, I just wanted to just very, very briefly go back because uh, there have been a lot of discussions about program directors and managers, and there have been a, a whole bunch of them here, and you've uh, been very much a part of all of them, including myself. And I just wanted to say thanks for what you've done professionally, and I don't have to reiterate what everyone has said, but I also want to say thanks what we've had personally. That's right. And uh, I look forward Good to... Friends. I look forward to what's, what's before us. We have some surprises coming, folks. We're not going to tell you now. Tommy, I want to thank you on behalf of Carol and my kids and myself. Uh, you allowed a party on the air here today. And I don't think a lot of people know that uh, it wasn't uh, uh, something where I got together with you and arranged all of this. This, this happened. Uh, you allowed me to sit here, play some records, and take some uh, phone calls and have a party with all my friends. And that means a lot. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you, sir. I like that part. How many times you get a manager saying that? Here's our wrap-up record. Let's go out. 
Mark, I want to thank everybody here, and I just all want you to do one thing right now as we wrap this up, and I know Jim is standing by to do the news because life goes on, radio goes on 24 hours a day. All I'm going to say is thank you, and I'd like everybody to applaud 30 years. We're all alive, and we had a good time. How about it? Hey! This is Elvis saying goodbye, and thanks for listening. It's 7 o'clock, 11 degrees. I'm James Morrison, WX 1130 News Update. Airchecks.com.